Isn't it helpful to hear about what happens behind the scenes from people who are just a few steps ahead of you in business? Well, that's why I invited my friend and colleague, Elisa Wyatt, onto the show to share with us today her journey in the Pilates world and specifically how she has grown her business online since 2011. I know that so many of you are navigating the challenges of the online space. And so I know how valuable this conversation will be for you where we bust through some of those myths around creating and growing and building a digital business. And where I promise that you will hear some of those real world insights from this wonderful Pilates business entrepreneur, Alisa Wyatt of Pilatesology. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Well, hello and welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm super excited to be here today with Elisa Wyatt, uh, entrepreneur, founder of Pilatesology, uh, Pilates teacher, and all-round super amazing human being. Um, welcome, Elisa. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me, Simone. So if you've never... Um, if you've never heard about Elisa, never come across Elisa in your Pilates journey, then let me tell you a little bit about her background. Um, she's actually been teaching Pilates since 1999. And before that, she worked in uh, publishing in New York City. So very full on uh, career. Um, and she moved into the Pilates world and got certified under or got trained under Ramana in New York City. And actually, she and I met um, as she was transitioning to leave New York City to go back to California, she was actually teaching her very, very, very last Pilates <laughs> class of New York City. I and I was just starting my Pilates journey. And I was like, wait, wait, no, come back. <laughs> um, and I know that Alyssa then went on to, um, to, to record DVDs and to eventually come to creating and founding Pilatesology in 2011 with her husband, Jack. And since then, um, she has developed an amazing platform for teachers and for enthusiasts alike. And, um, you know, we work very closely together and have done for a while. And so I invited Elisa on today to talk to us a little bit more about the online world of Pilates and over the course of the last couple of years, many folks have made it that sort of transition. Some have been forced to, and some have chosen to. Um, and I think it's always really amazing to see a bit, kind of a bit of behind the scenes um, as to what really goes on um, when it <laughs> when it comes to building a successful business as yours is, Alisa. The down and dirty, right? Exactly, because <laughs> <laughs> it looks often quite different, right, from the from the outside to what's happening on the inside. I've seen, I kind of know that from experience, but it's, it's always, you know, it's always, it's always interesting to see. So why don't you, I just kind of want to maybe hear your side of, you know, how your 
Pilatesology came to be, you know, how, how and why you kind of got started, what perhaps prompted you in the very beginning to, to create Pilatesology. At the time, there was very little like it. And I know that there was a reason why you kind of chose that journey. So why don't, can you tell us a little bit about, about that to start? Yeah, of course. I just first, I, I want to say like you have been, Saran, really key in our journey. I think we were we were doing fine when, when I met you, but um, uh, having a coach, having someone that you call on to, I don't know, stay motivated, um, have a path forward, discuss goals, all of that really, really makes a difference. So I don't know. It's just something that I had to say right off the bat because I think it really can make a huge difference in your business. You might have a vision and be just fine doing it by yourself, but um, I don't know, having you to, to consult with and to um, sort of help guide us has been key. It's been a pleasure and a lot of fun <laughs> along the way as well. So <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. When we started, I'm going to give the short version because I feel like I've told this story so many times, but if you haven't heard it before, when Jack and I met, I had already done a DVD for a guy in New York. I had one of my clients who was an actress had told me, you must go to this audition. They're looking for a Pilates teacher. And I was like, I'm not going. And she kind of held my hand and forced me to go. And I was so nervous. I thought I was going to die. And I thought I was terrible. And the guy was like, no, you did. He, he asked me to do something specific, which was like, say some certain lines. And I was like, okay. And so I, I tried that. And it worked for him. And so I ended up doing this DVD and it was a really, really difficult process for me. Uh, I learned a ton. And at the end of it, and I kind of just went through it knowing like, okay, this is a learning experience. And at the end of it, um, I had met Jack and Jack was a photographer. And my clients at that time were, it was summer and they were all going on vacation and asking me for a list of their exercises. And can you make me a tape? And can you do that? And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is just so much work telling them all the time. I mean, they would write to me when they were gone, like, tell me what to do. So Jack and I decided, Hey, we should make our own DVD. He knew, he knew enough to try and he borrow a camera or whatever it was at that time. I think, um, SLR cameras had video capability for 15 minutes. So we took his fancy SLR camera borrowed a empty space that I, I rented out this bunch of apartments. That was one of my side jobs in New York, as we all have. And <laughs> um, one of them was empty. So we took it for a day and um, set up the camera and it would film for 15 minutes. So Jack and his friend set up lights and we filmed for 15 minutes and then they would say, okay, it's going to stop any second. And I would have to freeze and then keep going. <laughs> and <laughs> And then the doorbell rang and like just so many funny things happen. So um, that was our first DVD. And Jack and I had a friend who in the process of making this DVD, he was in the internet world. And he said, oh, DVDs are going extinct. You will not have a place to put them in your computer. So um, long story short, he was like, you need to make a membership site. And we said that it's just way too advanced. We cannot get that far. The DVD is big of enough of a deal. Um, so we, um, finished the DVD, sold it, took it to the mailbox post office, like for five years, um, then figured out how to make downloads. Then the world of online memberships was starting to blossom. And we saw yoga sites and other, just loads of sites out there. And we were like, oh yeah, okay, we're ready. Um, and then Pilatesology was born. Right. That was it. 
And when you first were starting out, I'm kind of interested, when you were first starting out with the DVDs, how did you go about selling them? Oh, that's such a good question. Okay, because, oh, yes. I know everyone right now is like, oh, jumping online and everyone's going to like, I'm going to make a gazillion dollars. And yeah, no, it's not like that. <laughs> I had a list for 10 years. I had been working in Pilates in, in, Pilates in New York and I had been teaching mat classes all over the city. I, I'm sure I've taught 10,000 mat classes, no problem in my career. And at every mat class, I would take a piece of paper and I would say like, oh, I have this event coming up or I'm teaching it. Um, 92nd Street next week or whatever, um, sign up for my email list and you'll get my updates where I'm at because people would ask me. And so I collected this really large list, probably over a thousand people. Um, and when we finished the DVD, we sent it out to them. And then I had been a publicist, publicist in book publishing and I knew um, to contact people who do interviews or do reviews or do things like that. So I just started contacting people in the Pilates world and um, putting it out there that I had it and sending them a copy and yeah, giving away free copies is, <laughs> is how to do it. <laughs> Give away your stuff <laughs> and then people like it and then they talk about it and that's what happens. Yeah. So that's yeah. how we got that going. Got started with that. Yeah. It got some good reviews. And I think then it, as soon as something gets reviewed well, then that really can build. Right, right, right. And so then you decided after some very amazing advice from a, from a friend, which is, is good, was great for you guys, you were already switched on to thinking about having a platform, a membership platform. And so from that point where you decided, okay, this is something I think we need to do. How long did it take for you to perhaps, I mean, maybe take us through the timeline of how it long it took to get set up? And then, you know, after that, how long it took for it to feel like it was its own thing? Because you were still teaching through this whole period of time. Oh, yeah. I taught, in fact, for the first five years of Pilatesology, at least throughout that. And that's hard. That's, I can say, the first thing that you have to realize when you start something online is that it's a complete business of its own. And um, there's no way for it to survive without your full attention. So I definitely worked two, two full jobs during those five years. Um, and um, so I guess to go back to your question, um, Pilatesology, when we, when we decided to go for it, we were pretty far along. It was at least five years into selling downloads and DVDs. And we felt like we had a lot of, we had taken all these small steps in the technological world to learn that. I mean, so many mistakes, so many bad microphones and bad locations and terrible lighting. And then, oh my gosh, we went to transfer it to do the editing and it disappeared. And like, what, ha you know, like everybody will go through all that. Um, a lot of things have made it simpler now, but it happens. And then we got to um, creating, when we decided to finally put our videos, start putting them onto a membership site, um, we went and asked for advice. And that would be one of my biggest um, go-tos for anyone trying to embark on a new business of any kind is go and ask people who are doing it successfully for their help. And I asked some really key people in my life um, one is a friend, um, Tony Horton, who is the um, creator of P90 and P90X. And he had a friend in the tech world who um, 
he, he referred us to, and I literally had two phone calls with this guy for two 15 minute calls. And the first call, he was like, well, I'm not going to talk to you until you send me a business plan. And I was like a business plan. And so I like literally looked up a business plan online and a template and then filled it out and sent it to him. And he was like, all right. And he gave us great advice, which was, um, to build our own, um, to, to own our tech ourselves, to not have it be, to have it be open source anyway. So, um, that was a huge challenge, but we took it. So it took us about a year to build the site. And during that time we filmed, um, loads and loads of classes so that it wouldn't be a site, an empty site. So there would be content there. Right. And so when you open the doors and you launch the site, how many videos did you have on that? Do you remember just out of interest? Yeah, about 30. We had a goal of 30. I think maybe we have more like 50. Okay. And then today, 10 years <laughs> later, <laughs> we have um, more than 1600 videos on the site and um, including, you know, loads of like two, three hour workshops and um, probably another 200 in the queue, right? In the editing queue. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. So then you opened up the site for members. You obviously told all those people who are already on your list, all the people who'd already bought DVDs from you, but you also reached out to your network of teachers and friends and people that you knew and let them know what you were doing as well. And you had a lot of teachers who you had invited to be inside of the, the pro, inside of the platform too. And so the, 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 you know, the, the membership kind of grew it. And at that point, sort of probably around 2011, 2012, 2013, those first two or three years, what was it like being in that, you know, in, in sort of growing that business then? And what were you learn? What was sort of those learn lessons that you were learning along the way in those, those early days that in, in hindsight, you're kind of like, Oh, well, that was obvious now, but then, you know, yeah. I think one of the things I already knew about myself and I, and this process has sort of confirmed it is that I love connecting people and I love bringing people together and cheering them on. I think as a publicist, that's what you do. You um, take an author through one of the most stressful and key periods and exciting periods of their book. It's when it comes out and you get them publicity, you take them on a tour or whatever, you get them on Oprah. Um, and I was really good at that. And it really paid off in this world. I think um, the connections I had made as a Pilates teacher, I just, I just love other Pilates teachers. I think Pilates people are really caring and motivated. And Pilates does something for you that creates this confidence that I, I, I was totally attracted to and totally attracted to in my friends in the, in the world of Pilates in all different styles of Pilates. I mean, I, of course, came from the Ramana's um, lineage, but there's just, everyone has so much to offer. So I think that really helped in terms of um, creating this really exciting, I, I had this, it, when all the nightmares would happen with <laughs> technology and hilarious, like um, just snafus, everything breaks, everything goes down, um, people write and and complain like terrible, like terrible messages they, they can send you because the internet strips you of all humanity. Right. So they write and say like, you're terrible. You charged my card when you weren't supposed to and stuff like that. Um, but you just, you just sort of like have to look at it and enjoy it. And that's how I 
went through that period. It's just like, I just, I'm never, I'm not going to get to do this again. So I'm going to enjoy every day. And keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. Keep stepping forward. Don't get stuck in the, oh, this is never going to be perfect because it is never perfect. Right. My gosh. So true. (laughs) So true. Right. Nothing gets us stuck faster than waiting for things to be perfect. Oh, we could still, I could go back to every single video on the site and find something wrong with it right now. Right. (laughs) I hear you. Yeah. So obviously, you know, the world has changed quite a bit since you first started. And, and in so many ways, I mean, even just thinking about the, our industry, you know, 10 years on the industry has evolved and shifted. Um, there's a lot more in the boutique fitness world than ever before, both online and, you know, in brick and mortar. And then even just looking back to the last year and a half where, you know, almost everybody went online in our world. Tell me a little bit about what you are really focused on today in your business and what you are working on or working towards in your business right now? That's such a good question. It's really um, difficult to not be distracted in our business. Uh, you know, we've, we've, we're a small company. It's Jack, myself, and five part-time people. Part-time, meaning like they have kids and lives and maybe 20 hours a week. But so what distracts us is like Peloton and all these incredible, and they have so much money to put into their businesses um, and so much marketing and so much this, and you feel like we have to compete. But um, I think what we really um, have has benefited us is to just stay focused on what we do and not worry about growing and not worry about needing investors or anything like that. And we don't report to anyone. The whole business has been us. um, And we have just stayed really dedicated to creating quality content for our members and listening to our members. Um, We're super focused on the customer experience, customer service. If somebody writes me an email, I, I answer it personally. I think that really helps us understand what people need and um, has paid off. Right. A hundred percent. I know. I think that there is always that, um, comparison. I talk about it a lot, the comparisonitis, you know, where you see other folks and what they're doing. And I always say, you never really know what's going on behind the scenes, but on the outside, you know, you're comparing their highlight reel to what you see behind the scenes of your business. And it's never leaves you feeling good. I mean, it very rarely leaves you feeling good. And I think that what has really held true for you and how you've continued to build a really cohesive community inside of Pilatesology is that you are so focused on helping your members and working with your members and staying really focused on serving them. And, you know, you have your memberships, your, your members, they, they stick around and they're excited and they're supportive of you. And they are, you know, they are engaged in, in your, in, you know, in, in the platform and with, with, as, with the community as a whole, um, you know, and I think that that is probably is, I know that that's fairly unusual in the online on demand space. Um, and, you know, it, and I think that's one of those, um, elements of an online business that is probably quite different or that it is quite different to having a brick and mortar studio where you don't have quite the same degree of connection because you're not seeing people in person. So making sure that you are showing up for your clients and be and 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 connecting with them helps tremendously in the long term for the retention of your members online. If you, they were in studio, you would see them each week. And so you just have that stronger 
connection to them. Yeah. I think that's something I learned early on in the business. Um, I had, I had so many math classes at Equinox and I had got, I went to somebody's class one day and the, um, group fitness manager, there was a friend and she said, Oh, what did you think of her class? And I was like, Oh, it was an amazing workout, but I just wish like I knew more about her. She's, she seems so cool. I just don't know anything about her. And she said, yeah, I really wish that she would put more of herself into her class. And I think showing up in that way, I really care about what is going on for my students and I want to see them succeed. So when I get to hear from them online, I'm really asking for that. Number one, in all of my emails, I really want people to write to me. I really want to answer their questions, tell them, celebrate their successes. Like when someone does their first roll up and writes to me, that makes my week. So I, yeah, it makes me really thrilled to be in contact with people. And like I said earlier, the internet is so dehumanizing that to be able to have that connection is super key. Yeah, truly, truly is. So I'd say that might be one of the things that we don't realize is, is it happens when you have an online business that you, that connection isn't quite as strong with members as it is with, with clients that we see in the studio. What other perhaps lessons or what other things have popped up along the way that were perhaps surprising to you and about different perhaps on the online space versus the in-studio space? What did you, what have you learned along the way? What, what perhaps has been challenging or something that you've had to sort of figure out in navigating the online space? <laughs> Every element of technology, including <laughs> this year, <laughs> pandemic year of Zoom, and I'm still making mistakes with that. And uh, I mean, the technology is just brutal. It's like you think you figured it out, and then Chrome or Google or whatever comes out with an update, and everything breaks, and you have to basically start over, move your entire library to a new streaming provider, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's just so incredibly tedious. And that that can be um, a real grind. Uh, I think I think the other thing I've learned is one of the reasons I became a Pilates teacher was because, you know, you go teach someone, you're finished teaching, they leave, they're, they, they're better, you know, they, they're like happier, you've made someone and your job is done. <laughs> you, right. got, you get to go home and be done. And I totally miss that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because right. this is not like that at all. It's a very different business. Yeah. I mean, if everyone could see me right now, I'm wearing the same sweats that I wore yesterday. <laughs> I have a different shirt on, <laughs> but often that's how it is. Like you wake up, you put on the clothes that you took off and then you go sit down at a computer at 7am and oops, two o'clock comes and you really haven't gotten up. It's just, it can consume you because every little thing you do, you see something else broken and then you have to fix that to do the thing that you want to finish. Um, so that's been the biggest, um, sort of like, Oh, surprise. There's one other thing that, um, now that the, our website is complex, um, and we have so many teachers and there's so much equipment and whatnot that, um, I never knew that I would be spending so much time thinking about things like, well, should I use the word basic or beginner to name this series? Because basic is shorter, but do people understand that that means beginners can do it? Like stuff like that, you just get start drilling down into understanding communication on like this, like tiny text. Um, where do I put this thing? Should it be on the left or should it be on the right? Should I make it blue? Should I make it red to um, help everyone find what they need? Right. <laughs> that can, yeah, 
you're constantly reorganizing. Reorganizing or organizing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because when someone comes onto the site and they're looking for something in particular, you want to make sure it's very accessible, you know, and we have, I think generally speaking, when it comes to just designing our regular studio website or a regular website, you know, you've got your four or five or six pages and it's all very, you know, that can be challenging enough to organize those. But when you're organizing a library of thousands of videos, thousands and thousands of hours of videos with different teachers and different lengths of and different durations and, and different body needs. Oh and gosh, all of it. I mean, honestly, if, if you want to be in this business and if, if you're interested in joining this whole, um, realm of video stuff, um, know that if, if you don't like setting up your own website for your Pilates business, you're going to hate this right. <laughs> because it's like, you're really trying to meet all these diverse needs. Think of all the needs of your clients and then you need to make videos and in fact, series and things like that for them. So, um, and then help them find them, like try getting, you know, your grandma to go online. Cause we do this all the time. Um, make it easy for, for your grandma or someone who doesn't know tech to go on and find what she needs. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. You have to be a hundred percent, like you said, comfortable with technology and using different technologies. Yeah. And you have to be prepared to be sitting at a computer yes. for a long time. If you want to have, if, you know, if you were dedicated to building an online business for sure. And I think you, that that's often overlooked by many. And, um, and it's, and, and so you, that's something I think, you know, you have to go into it eyes wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have an online business, you have to be prepared to be online, right? Or, or you can go into it completely naive, like we did <laughs> and learn <laughs> along the way. Oops, here we are. <laughs> you know, and I, the other thing as you mentioned was the communication and how, you know, you getting the right language, um, is quite important as well. You know, that's another difference to being in person. When you're in person, you get, usually multiple opportunities to explain something or to, in, to uh, introduce something to someone. You know, if you have a new client, they come in quite a few times often. And so you can sort of guide them towards specific exercises or you're guiding them and showing them and, and giving them feedback. And, you know, you're using a lot of language in that time, in that session that to describe, you know, whatever it is you're teaching them or, or what they should be doing differently or, or what they should be doing next. Whereas if you've got, if you, if they are popping on a website online and you've just got, again, that, what is it? Seven seconds. Is it now it went down from like 12? Um, you know, it's a very short amount of time to capture someone's attention, that communication, that copies and the visuals and the graphics that you use is all quite important. Um, and, and yeah. sort of something that you, I guess you must, you've probably, you've mastered over the, I mean, you already, you kind of, pro- you know, your background in publishing, served you well, I'm sure, to be able to then be able to write copy for the site and to write those class descriptions and so on. But it's something, it's probably a skill you've definitely really, really mastered at this point. Oh yeah. It's super, super key. I mean, I, that was my other superpower. So I'm, I'm, I love connecting people. I love celebrating people and helping them succeed. And I also am good at writing. I love reading. I love writing. I wouldn't call myself a natural copywriter. It's something that actually is difficult for me. But yeah, you you must be a great written communicator to be able to um, have something like this and, and really know how to edit yourself or else hire someone to do that for you. Right. 
And so, you know, what does the rest of, you know, what does the next year or so look like for you and Pilatesology? What, what's your focus and what's, what are you kind of looking for over the course of the next year, just given where you're at in your business, but also the world and what your perhaps, you know, goals are for yourself and, and, and as a, you know, as a business owner as well. Well, I think everyone's coming out of this time, this pandemic time with some lessons about what they could leave behind from before, right? Like what, what is it that I didn't love about that life before I had to stay home all the time? (laughs) Right. And I think I really took out of it in the last couple of years. There was, I I had some big things happen in, in my family that really kind of taught me like, Hey, you really only have the time to be here and enjoy the things that you're doing now. So may definitely take advantage of that. And I, I think I was working too hard and I've worked really hard this year too, but um, taking care of myself, I think is going to be a big part of my, um, <laughs> future in this year. Um, we have all kinds of travel, of course, that got delayed or that, that was put off. So we're hoping that some of that's going to come, but I think the other lesson that I've come out of the pandemic with is that life is uncertain. So, um, do whatever you can now and enjoy what you're doing now. And so I'm really enjoying being home and, and also going camping and going, hiking and doing all the things that we love to do, adventuring outdoors. Uh, one of the goals for our business is to um, help create create more systems in our business so that it's easier for us to not have to do every little thing so that our employees and, and our team, who are awesome, can take over some of the little things that we've been doing all this time and just haven't gotten around to passing on. So that's one of my plans for the year. And in terms of plans for the site... We have some really exciting um, things coming up, like more and more series of of, uh, classes that take people on a journey. Um, We've had a really successful introduction to Pilates um, series of classes that take people through the beginning. And we just filmed um, one that takes people from intermediate to advanced. And doing more things like that, I think, um, is where we're at right now. That's exciting. Yeah, Yeah. that's exciting. I'm love love it all. What's your what what travel are you most excited for? Have you got something specific in particular planned yet, uh, or are you still waiting? Oh, I do. It's one that's been put off twice now, but um, we have this dream of going to Africa and seeing the animals. And Sonjay Mayo, who's one of our um, teachers, she's from South Africa originally. We always were like, we could never do that. It's too expensive. Blah blah blah. And she was like, No, darlings, you just start putting away two hundred dollars <laughs> a month now and and she was like, I insist you take out a savings account and start doing it. And this was over two years ago. So we did it. And we saved money specifically earmarked for that and have a plan to go. But um, yeah, it's been put off twice. <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. I hope it can happen in October. Yes. We'll oh, that would yeah. be wonderful. Yeah. So I have one more question for you. And this is a big one. And I know it's going to be a bit, it may be a bit of a challenge to answer. Yes. I want to know as a business owner, and you've been a business owner for a long time, because before you were, you know, before you founded Polyzology, you were a teacher and you've had, you know, various types of businesses as you've shared already with us today. But what would you say is that big lesson that you think has helped you to be as successful as you have, you are? Um, What would you say that was sort of one lesson you've learned um, as a business owner that you sort of come back to as like, oh yes, that's the one big thing that, that I wish I'd known in the beginning or that I've learned along the way that I would, would, would like to share with my 
my former self if I could? Um, well, it's a great one. And I, I have thought about it a lot. And I think the biggest lesson we've learned is um, we very specifically chose, I think this has paid off for us. I don't, we didn't necessarily make a mistake here ever. Um, we just decided not to grow our business until we were absolutely desperate, like outgrowing everything that we had, like things weren't working anymore. We, we lived in our, we, when we moved to LA, we lived in this, um, two bedroom apartment and one bedroom was a studio <laughs> and the other was where we lived, our living space. So Pilatesology was sort of born in the kitchen of that space. And we were literally overflowing. Like I was taking conference calls in the bathroom on the floor <laughs> at some point. And I was like, we have got to move or put the studio somewhere else so we can have an office. So things like that, we, we have not hired more people. We've done all the jobs ourselves, really, even now, 10 years in. And letting things grow organically and not just sort of blowing it up um, for us has been a really big lesson and, and a great thing that we've, we've chosen. Yeah. It really is a part of, of your, of your whole life. You know, it's a, such a big part of you. And, and it's, and I think that's one of the reasons why you have become so successful because you are, you are so invested in not just the success of the platform, but the success of the members and the success of the teachers who you invite to become, a, you know, teachers on the site and who you're cultivating that whole community and everyone's progress. And so I think it's really painful. Yeah, we're really here in, in order for our teachers to be successful. And yeah, we haven't wanted to just throw anyone on there. I mean, we really dedicate a lot of time and effort to growing teachers who come on with us and helping them to be successful on the site. If they want to give to the site, then we really want to give to their careers. So, um, and, and that includes our members. It really includes everyone, our employees. I think, um, I mean, that's certainly not for everyone. Not every business owner wants to be doing every little task, um, 10 years in, but, um, it has, it just really has paid off for us, I think. Well, and it keeps you very close to your members and what they care about as well, which feeds back into you being able to give them more of what they want. And that is is good for everyone. It's really good for everyone. Yep. Wonderful. Well, I thank you so much for joining us to here today on the Pilates Business Podcast. Um, I hope you'll come back and chat some more with us again sometime soon. Thank you so much, Elisa. I appreciate it. Thank you, Saran. It's my pleasure. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Mm-hmm.